Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. We can change like my dreams out of reach. This pain and all this grief. If you see God and you have to speak, tell him it's crazy in these streets. Feel my pain and it's so deep. That make it hard to sleep. If you see God and you have to speak. Welcome to Church on the Block. Real talk about hip-hop, the church, and the streets with my great co-host, Pastor Jay and Ruck Boy on Holy Culture Radio, Sears XM. Channel 154. Yo, we are here today with our great host. Give it up with DJ Ruckus. Yo, what's good? Happy to be here. God bless everybody this morning. <laughs> Pastor Jay. Yo, what's up, everybody? Good to be back with you. We have some awesome guests with us. Share with us who you is. Hey, my name is Kina. Glad to be here. <laughs> Thank you, Kina. Hey, everybody. This is uh, Asia Francis. Artistically, I'm known as Asia Marie, native Chicagoan artist and i'm super excited to be at the table discussing yes 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 yes, yes, yes. she may drop some you know some bars later on you know what i'm saying and drop some bars mm. later on they should put you on the spot um yeah y'all um today man we are jumping into a whole new series this whole new series is on band questions band questions you know how it is in church man i wonder what why don't the pastor ever talk about man i this happened to me don't say nothing about this so that's what we're trying to tackle this series. Now, we're not saying we have all the answers. This is not, you know, Hank Hanegraaff, the Bible answer, man. We are coming with insights from leaders, dialoguing about uh, these questions. And I really want to emphasize that everyone here has different views and, and different opinions, but everybody here loves the Lord. Everybody here is a follower of Jesus Christ. In the midst of that, there should be a, a, a reality that we can welcome various thoughts, knowing that that person's ultimate agenda and all of our ultimate agenda is to serve and to love Christ and to glorify Christ in our work and efforts. And as we do that, um, it's ultimately Christ's work to be uh, engaged in all these particular scenarios and through these questions and through these challenges that we face at the church. And today we're talking about Roe v. Wade. We're talking about abortion, pro-choice, pro-life, and what uh, uh, people's opinions are about that and why, and and what is it that that brought those uh, thoughts about about um uh, abortion and, and, and the challenges that, that are there. And what can we as followers of Christ really say about this? And, and why aren't we uh, saying more opposite of uh, um, life in, in, in the womb uh, and life beyond that? So this is our dialogue today. Roe v. Wade, abortion, pro-choice, pro-life. Let's go at it. Let's go at it. Let's go at it. All right. So, you know, my, my stance on, on abortion, I am pro-life. Right. I support um, the baby and not wanting to see abortion, but I'm also pro-choice. And here, here's why I'm pro-choice. I, I sincerely believe that God gives us free will to make choices. And it is not my right as a Christian to infringe upon someone else what I believe to make them do to make them do things that I think that they should do. Um, I also believe that it is a woman's it's her body. She should have the right to choose. Now, later on. I'm going to throw a curveball in this whole conversation with 
with something that kind of bothers me when it comes to this conversation that we never talk about. All we ever talk about is, is a woman's right to choose, which it is. Or we talk about, well, we shouldn't kill babies, which I agree. Um, also, you know, because I'm pro-black, because I'm pro-black, I also there's an issue there about, you know, we're killing off a lot of black babies and and where Planned Parenthood sits in this whole conversation. Okay, got you, got you, got you, DJ Ruckus. Thank you. Thank you for that. We can't wait for that curveball. Um, uh, uh, Aisha? Hi, everyone. So, uh, Aisha, my stance is that I am pro-life um, with a caveat because I do think there are some exceptions. The reason why I'm pro-life, if someone were to ask me, I do believe that God ordains all life and has purpose and intent um for all life that he creates and um that he shapes and forms and uh, i do believe that abortion is is murder i do think everybody should take the time out to look at what abortion actually is uh meaning the methods that they kill these children with whether that's ripping them apart limb from limb injecting them with the poison to make the babies go into cardiac arrest um, just the methods that they do. I, I don't think that there's a such thing as safe or humane abortion. Um, and I do think there needs to be some attention and focus given to moms who have had abortions, because I do know afterwards the mom needs a lot of care. The mom still needs a lot of attention. There's still a lot of things that she has to work through. I've had um, when I was a teen, I had close friends who had abortions and they were going through a lot um, just emotionally, physically. And there needed to be a lot of support for the for the mom. So I, I would like to hear more on the even on the pro-choice side and even pro-life side, just more care for the mother. Like, OK, she just aborts her baby and it's done. Problem solved. Like, no, um, even me being a married mom with the child, moms need so much support, so much affirmation, um, so much care and just uh, nurturing and even, you know, being a mom and just having that support for her and the child. And um I do think I've heard a lot of this, like in cases of rape and incest. I don't think like one, I don't want I me. Mean, I don't want to speak for a woman that has experienced rape or incest, but I do feel that my, I, I don't think a woman who's been raped, their first thought is let me abort my baby. I think they're dealing with the emotions of trauma, what they've just experienced. I think that there's a lot to unpack and deal with without like the first solution, which I don't think is a solution, just abort the child. That woman needs a lot of care. She needs a lot of support. She probably needs to talk through some things and just for people to just be there for her. And I do think the church gets a bad rep as far as if you say you're pro-life, they paint you as a certain type of person. And even if you say you're pro-choice, they put you in a certain category. And that I don't think is fair um, because for me personally, because I'm pro-life doesn't mean I don't care about the mother. That's absolutely false. I do care about the mother. And I think the conversation in our culture needs to start with sex because that is like the basis for everything that we're going to discuss in this set, you know, sex. Yeah, no, I'm jumping in hundred percent agree that the conversation is so nuanced and, and my stance is, uh, as I shared, uh, we were talking earlier before we got on, Mike, I just don't like when political camps get to choose where I sit. Right. Like that's who said that you have the right phrasing, right terminology or right language to describe how I feel. And I, and I don't think they do or my stance, whether it's based off biblical to, or even or an experiential um, kind of evidence. And so I've, I've decided I won't land in either one. And so I use the term pro grace. 
Um, and I and I love the term because for me, it allows me to sit in the center of what the conversation is really about. It's about loving every person involved in what's going on from a hurting mother who has to make a decision to a, a child whose life that's gone. Like we, there's there's there needs to be grace at all times. And what I believe what happens is when you label yourself as like one or the other, then as Aisha just stated, like it sounds as if you have no grace for for one party or the other. And, and that's just ridiculous. So for me, the bottom line is, is um, I am all about life, right? I, I believe in the sanctity of life wholeheartedly, but I believe in the sanctity of life in every way. I also want the, the woman to have a great quality of life and the sanctity of life. I want that child to be alive. And so if we're going to be pro-life, then we also have to have pro-life things that go beyond the child being born. How can we be pro-life and won't have universal health care? How can we be pro-life and, and be dealing with the issues around guns and violence and still have the death penalty? This is so There's so many holes, right? So rather than trying to be on either side, I just think that Christians ought to ought to be broadcasting and like truly magnifying the 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 grace of God in this story so that people understand that this is a difficult decision that we don't take lightly and we don't just paint them into into small corners so that's me Kina so for me I am listening to everybody um and I am in agreement uh but this is my point I am pro life but I do understand uh women's right to decide, you know, how they move forward, uh, had a daughter that did, that, that did had abortion. And I had to be there. Although I, you know, was against that. I still loved her and was there for her in this process. One of the biggest things that I have when it comes to the church is that, um, like you said, being able to love. So being a mother had two kids before I was 18, it was a finger pointing. There was not a, what's going on with you? How can I help you? Um, what tools can I give you? And how did you, you know, to, to be able to understand where I was at and I was mentally all over the place uh, because I was uh, date rape, because I was touched by my sibling. I had a lot of stuff going on. And so at that time I was doing stuff to hurt my dad, didn't really understand that I was really hurting myself. And so walking in the church where a place is supposed to be a place of refuge and a place of love, as we say, the hospital where you're supposed to come and get healed. That's not where I was getting healed at. I was being judged. I was being um, looked at like, oh, what's she doing? Oh, she, you know, she out there, which I was not. And so one thing we have to get back in the church, in that Christian organization uh, is being able to love, love people where they are and be able to speak to young women, speak to young men to find out, okay, what can I do to help you? I know you may be in a space, but what can I do to help bring you into the, into a better space? What can I do to pour into you? What is it that you need? And when we can get back to that, maybe we won't be having even these um, conversations because we're gathering our youth and helping our young men and women to get into a spot of love where they may not felt love where they meant I felt wanted uh men I felt like they were uh valued uh or anything of that nature and so I think if we get to that place then man we could we can be better because again you go into church and sometimes you get damned for any mistake that you made instead of being uh lifted up and so that's my thoughts right now that's good that's good that's good thank you that's to feel if you don't mind i wanted to piggyback off something kina said so growing up um i grew up kind of between two churches like one really extreme 
super Pentecostal strict church and like an old traditional just Baptist church. And so with the extreme church, I do remember if a if a young woman got pregnant um, out of wedlock, they would make her come up in front of the church and and apologize. And a lot of times the man <laughs> would be nowhere to be found. Yeah. You never saw a man come up. Maybe one instance I saw that. And being an adult and looking back on that, growing up, seeing that as a child, it infuriates me because I'm like, man, where was anybody, you know, why wasn't anybody there to walk beside her, to pour into her life, mm -hmm. to talk to her? You know, if that's the case, it's, you know, her sin was seen, you know, but what about everybody else? If that's the case, everybody has to, everybody should be coming up, <laughs> apologizing right, every Sunday. Right. And it doesn't demonstrate a life of repentance. Does she even know who Jesus is? Right. Who's loving on her? And then who cared about her before that moment, before right. she went up and was publicly shamed? Mm -hmm. um, and I know there are probably a lot of churches that still do that, but that practice should be abolished. Um, but again, you know, I've I've seen that. And I do think there needs to be a lot of just yeah. adjustment. Yeah. I mean, that's a shame based kind of theology in that context. Right. And that's going to get you scared straight and <laughs> get you right. You know what I'm saying? And the dudes are never around. The dudes is never around. So, you know, my thought is I, I, my, my belief is I am um, pro-life. And I uh, also agree that, that a woman's body is her own. I believe we we serve a God who's given us free will. And that free will doesn't oftentimes come with following God's way, right? And in the midst of God's grace and mercy, in the midst of a lifelong challenge of someone's drug issue or something, in some moment in time, God awakens them again and they come uh, to back to the Lord. And so I, I say that, that in a, in a society where the politics are, are more power driven than people driven. There is a world that says, especially evangelicals diving into that same nonsense that, Oh, oh we're going to have juice. We, we stand on this issue, but you won't do nothing with the child's after the child is born. Mm -hmm. What what's up with society that has such a poor education level in the hood. So not you know, access to jobs is hard or their job, but then there's all of the barriers that create, um, um, and not a world that that um gonna bless the child. So what, keep the child, have the child, but then create a world that, that benefits the child. But but I believe in, in in a woman's choice in the midst of that too, right? So it's, it is a, a double uh um could be like a double standard in that way, right? But it is God's will in the midst of the church and the body of Christ to stand in those spaces and to love, right? Like Dr. J said one time in a sermon that it is. Uh, one thing the guy called us to do, and that's to love, right? I was powerful when you said that, Pastor Jay, and having that to be a standard in our life. We'll be right back with Church on the Block, real talk about hip-hop, the church, and the streets. Holy Culture Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 154. Come back with us. Welcome back to Church on the Block, real talk about hip-hop, the church, and the streets. We are here with our great co-host, DJ Ruckus. Yo, what's good? Pastor Jay. Y'all know I'm in the building. What's up, y'all? Great uh, guests with Aisha Marie, MC. What's up, y'all? Hey, Southside hey. by way of the Westside. And um, we have 
Kina, Dr. Kina Young here with us. In the we house, are, in the house. That's right. That's right. We're talking about banned questions, y'all. It's a new series we're putting forth. And the first one is dealing with and talking about Roe v. Wade and the church being pro-life, pro-choice. What is that all about? And um, we're just dialoguing today right now about Christians and us as followers of Christ with different viewpoints and perspectives on that, right? So let me ask y'all, like, what is the harm of believers believing in pro-choice? What is the harm? Is there harm in that? Personally, for me, when it's presented as the first option, like the first line of defense, mm. is that um, because there are other choices, there's adoption, there are pregnancy centers and resources available to women that I feel doesn't get uh, highlighted. Oftentimes it's presented as a solution and it doesn't it doesn't always encompass the whole person. Right. What is the big picture? We want people to be healthy and whole spiritually, financially, emotionally. I think in America. I feel that sometimes the messaging about children is like children are a nuisance. They're an inconvenience. Children put a damper on your life and dream aspirations and goals. Right. But then in scripture, I see Jesus always advocate, let the children come to me. Right. right. Like let the, and don't prevent them. Like don't hinder them to come to whoever wants to enter heaven, come like a little child. I think that there's something very special and beautiful about that and how Jesus sees children. Um, and I think in our culture, um, there's just a lot of convoluted messaging, again, just surrounding um, children, raising children, having the ways and means to do that. And I think that there's, again, um, if people truly have a choice, present them all of the choices that they have. And that's but, but my two cents. Let me ask you this, okay. Pro-choice, people who are followers of Christ who have pro-choice perspective, and I, I like what you said, Asia, that that's not presented as the first option. But, yo, we got whack, whack um, um, DCFS situation. We got whack situation with kids going to into abortion, situ I mean, a, a, a adoption situation. And they getting more. It, it's, a, it's horrible. Right. Mm -hmm. And or trying to find the right parent. And then you get. So it's like it's like. Unless you know some relative somewhere that you trust, and, and, and you know it's, it's a harder, harder. So it's it, it creates it creates a um, a harder perspective. I think when it when it comes to okay, that is the first choice, keep the child, pursue a, a, a adoption. But man, these are the, if you got, if you don't have money, or if you do have money, or certain sometimes it creates even more stumbling blocks in that way. Anybody else start like as believers? Who have uh, uh, who may believe in 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 choice, uh, uh, you know, pro choice? Is there anything wrong with that? Yeah. Well, I was I was going to jump in and say I, I mean, I like both. You know, I've heard repeatedly, even on this you know conversation, you know, the idea that sometimes we as Christians believe that like our beliefs should be spread like mayonnaise over the entire society. You know, and and to me that's that's troubling. And so I think. I would agree also with Asia's test about like giving people a comprehensive outlook on what their options are when it comes to having children. But, you know, and kind of in contrast, it's like, I do believe Jesus is like giving this special like recognition to children and we should come like children and don't, but he also like in the metaphor talks about like, you know, nobody builds a house without like first sitting down and thinking about how much it's going to cost, right? Like you'd be called a fool. And I think sometimes like the pro-life the pro mindset is like, just have the baby and everything will work out. 
you know, and that also is problematic, right? Like we can't just tell people, oh, God said, have the baby. It'll work itself out. And then there's no safety nets. There's no resources. Or if they are resources, they're hard to get to. They're not for everybody. So I think it's a, it's a, it's gotta be more nuanced in the sense that we help people understand these are all the options. These are also the stumbling blocks that can happen if you make this choice. These are the, the perils of that. These are the success. This is the success rates. These are the statistics. But a lot of times that kind of work's not being done at all. It's like pick a side and then go for it. And so <laughs> that's why I'm pro like grace. Like I think it just needs to be thought about more, not pro just grace. Yeah. I just that's so dope. That's just so dope. You heard it here. The church of the block pro grace. Pastor Jack. Um, can I ask uh, a can I ask a clarifying question? This is producer Colleen just jumping yes. in because I'm curious, actually, especially for those of you that really identified right away that you were pro-life. One of the things that's been interesting as I've listened to you all is that I can't get a sense of whether you being pro-life means you are pro um pro-law being abort no abortion. Like the legal part of it, the 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 um the politics part of it. I'm curious, like when you say you're pro-life, are you saying I don't believe that I would get an abortion or I would encourage an abortion, but I but I would like the abortion to remain legal? Or when you say you're pro-life, you are saying I do not think abortion should be legal in any way. I that's the part that I it's been interesting because you're all very nuanced and so I couldn't yeah. quite understand. Yeah, I believe I believe it should be uh, legal in the context of not somebody not going to jail because they're making a choice about something about their body. I just think that, like, it, it, you know, I, I think that places ought to have real, real tight standards with, with the whole situation. I think that sometimes I think there's other agendas that have been exposed about, you know, pro-choice and folks pushing that agenda, whether they're billboards on the wall, like all women with more than X amount of kids need to be sterilized. And we'll pay you to get sterile. I mean, those kind of evil things happen in the hood. Like, yo, there's a sign out here. So without a, with a, with a, with a, with a pure, you know, the hospital should offer it in such a way where it's not somebody getting arrested around um, around a woman's choice in that way. It may not be my choice. I, I want to do everything we can in the body of Christ to find a way to support you with the child to create that. that, that but it, ultimately, you make that choice. Like we have free will with the Lord. I believe it should not be illegal in the context of that way. Yeah, I, I'll say I, I agree with Phil. Um, I believe abortion should be legal. However, you should have to pay for it out of your own pocket and not out of taxpayers' money. I don't believe government government assistance should be used to create to, for programs like Planned Parenthood. Um, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with that. If yeah, if you if sense. you go out here and you get yourself into a situation, then I think you and the father and the family should come together and figure out how you're going to pay for that. Yeah. And I think that will help us solve some of the problems that some of the people bring up when it, when it comes to abortion. Yeah. yeah. I agree with uh ruckus in that, like, I don't want to pay for people's abortion. Like I don't want it coming out of taxpaying dollars. I would never advocate or encourage it. For me, I think there's a lot of misinformation. So I've been doing a lot of reading and just hearing from doctors who used to perform abortions or still perform abortions to say, like, um, in case of like ectopic or miscarriage, it is not the same as abortion. It's not the same as consciously I'm killing this child. Those are different things. Even in an instance where I said I do think there's exceptions for a woman who was faced with a high risk pregnancy. 
and she's facing the hard decision. I don't think those deci- the decision for that person to kill and murder their child is easy it, by no means, especially if they already have surviving children or they have to choose between, oh, do I have to end this pregnancy too? I do think, um, like I said, there's allowance for that in that case where they're making the decision, all right, I, I need to save my life because I still have surviving children or I just don't want to face death. And like I said, I don't think that's an easy decision. I don't think women should be penalized for that. Mm-hmm. Um, especially in those cases, I don't think they need to be penalized or jailed or arrested, but I do understand there are women facing those difficult situations and they had to, I know people, they've had lupus or different types of cancers. I do know, I've heard obstetricians say, if you're facing a high risk pregnancy and the first thing he says is abortion, consult a different obstetrician, mm-hmm. just so you know what your options are and that you don't have to do that. Especially in 2022, we do have a lot more, uh, a lot better technology and instances where they can get the baby out early, which like in my case, when I was pregnant with my son, they said he was measuring small for his gestation, uh, gestational age. And so they were going to induce me. Right. Um, there are other ways that they can do that if a mom has like an advanced cervical or uterine cancer. So I think those decisions, I do believe there's grace for that because you know, especially because I mean, one, we're human. And then if you're faced with that decision, you don't know what, especially if you have other children who are dependent on you, you know, on some kind of like go to jail because you, you know, you know, some spaces in the back rooms. Yeah. yeah. And again, care for the mother too, because, you know, I have a friend that's OB-GYN. She said, you know what? I think people on the pro-choice side, they don't care for the baby and people on the pro-life side, they don't care for the mother. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that's true. Like uh, Pastor Jay said, I want to call the- you Dr. Jay, like the <laughs> basketball legend. There's a lot of nuance. It's not so cut and dry. But for our communities, for black communities, I could just never advocate for it, especially in Chicago, where our kids are just getting killed wholesale just by mm-hmm. guns. And just mm-hmm. it's just it's too much. I, I can never march for it. I can never stand, especially I'm always encouraged by Pastor Jay and Pastor Phil because they do work in the hood where kids' lives are at stake every day. And you're affirming them. You're telling them you're valuable no matter what circumstance you were born in. I will always uphold life. That's And that's really why I'm pro-life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, that's your baby in the background. We got to give a shout out. What's your baby's name? We got it. We got to shout out. Justin. Justin. We call him Deuce because he's the second. Little Deuce. Little, little Deuce. Deuce. <laughs> Inglewood's finest, baby. <laughs> South side. <laughs> so I want to let, let Kina. Kina has some to say. Go ahead. So real quick, um, I am in agreement with every with everything everyone said. Um, but what hit my spirit is this: is that even uh, with pro life, uh, and I'm definitely an advocate for those that still have a choice. Um, I, I'm advocate for the law as far as everybody being able to still make that decision for themselves. But this is one thing that just hit my spirit is that when we're dealing with um, those women, and I've known and heard of a lot of women that has mental um, illness, correct? Mental illness and people utilizing that and impregnating them. They cannot. Um, What do we do in those situations to make sure those babies are taken care of? Uh, People impregnating those that doesn't don't even know whether they coming or going, then let's talk about even the drug addiction mothers that continue to sell themselves, constantly having babies, can't take care of the babies. Um, Here's another baby that's either out there in the homes left. Um, What are we doing to provide the needs for those individuals that is constantly having babies? 
um, no one is saying even at that time to uh, instead of uh, having the abortion, but nobody said, let's tie the tubes. Let's protect our babies. Let's protect those young people that uh, the mothers don't know which way they're going. What are we doing as the church? What are we doing as a community to come together to provide those uh, resources to continue to help um uh, people to make the right decisions in those things that's going on. I haven't really heard anything, you know, because again, people trying to make choices for uh, women, people trying to make choices. Oh, this is what you should do. This is what you shouldn't do. But again, nobody's sitting there having the, the, the real conversations with the individuals, whether, like I said, with the females to see what's going on, uh, to see how can we assist, to see what um, what resources and what money, what, what we can do, what homes, what houses. It's people building homes to make sure you're protected and making sure these babies are good because we see that the system ain't protecting our babies. We see that con- we're continually being out there with our babies um out here on the street a four-year a five-year-old taking care of a six-year-old you know they're walking hand in hand so what, what are we really doing to continue to make this thing happen to continue to keep our babies safe and continue to pour into our young women to have them make better decisions thank you Keenan. that was that was dope that was good insight ruckus what is your comment all right so as we talk about this discussion about abortion here's my biggest issue with with the whole thing it creates an unjust system for men, right? Now I get how the system has been unjust for women throughout the time, but let's let's take a look at this. It is a woman's body, is a woman's right to choose. And let's say a woman says, "I don't want to have a, I don't want to have that baby," but the man does. But what what if the man decides that he doesn't want to have a baby, but the woman does? Why should the woman get the right to walk away and say, "I don't want to have a kid," but then? On the flip side of that, the man can't walk away from having that baby. He can't walk away from years of child support. He can't walk away from the the stuff that he's going to go through because of child support. So I want y'all to think about that, and let's talk about it when we get back. We'll be right back. Church on the Block, real talk about hip-hop, the church, and the street, baby. Yo, welcome back to Church on the Block, real talk about hip-hop, the church, and the street. And DJ Ruckus just left us with a with a bomb question and thought. Here it is. Cut it to the chase. Ruckus, check me if I'm off. What, where is the man's opinion in this move if a woman wants to abort? What if the man wants the baby? Like, it's her choice, but like he's he was a part of that choice. Or the flip side, what if the man doesn't want and she wants the baby? I mean, like, like she, she like, they don't get along and they're going to keep going and, and she knows she's going to put papers on him. Right. What's up with the man's choice in this whole situation? That's the question. Uh, her choice for her body. Her choice, her body, his, oh. his wallet. His wallet. <laughs> her choice. See? <laughs> Go ahead. What you wow. got, Jay? Go ahead. Wow, bro. Wow. Uh, <laughs> first off, man, like, let's just look at the reality of the question, first and foremost. First of all, men already walk away. Like, <laughs> we, we've we already had the choice, right? Like, the mm-hmm. choice has been there regardless of whether or not we were going to be active or not active in a child's life. Like, we at all, any time could walk away. Like I get I get blasted all the time because I quote Tupac and people be like, ah oh, man, I hate that line. You know, if a man can't make one, he has no right to tell a woman when and where to create one. And in my mindset, right, like the work, the connection, what a woman does for those nine to ten months, it 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 null and voids our 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 con- connection or not even connection, but our contribution as far as like the choice, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Now. I do believe 
that men should have rights. Like I'm a father's rights dude, a hundred percent. But when it comes to like the, the birth, like the, 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 like (laughs) conceiving of a child, Mm -hmm. a man has to sit back. Right. And understand, right. If we don't want to have a child, don't have sex. Like that's my answer. Strap up. Mm -hmm. Like, Put on contraception. We have everything. You didn't see that body shoot she had on at the chosen. We field. have everything we need. Pull out, shoot, get some, like, do something. Look, exactly. You need to be able to say, my man, what is wrong <laughs> with you? Also, just exactly. for the record, pull out is not in an actual form of birth control. Thank I have four you. children, Facts. and one Facts. of them was Facts. Facts. Not, pra- not planned. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I have two that way. I don't guarantee. <laughs> and pro choicers need to pro choicers need to be real about it too. Like, are y'all pro contraceptives? Because there are people that are going to continue to have sex. Like, um, are you going to be pro contraceptives? Right, because right. that's another part of the conversation. Because everybody not going to stop having sex. Yeah, don't buy the contraceptive at the gas station. Don't do that. <laughs> anyway, get the real ones. Yo. <laughs> anyway, ladies, what y'all think? I mean, that's that's just my my bottom line is like, yo, like women, like the 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 conceiving of a child, like I just don't believe that men have any right to tell a woman what to do with their body when it comes to having a child. Now, as far as like if she doesn't want to have the child and you do, like I believe that that's a hard conversation you gotta sure. have. It's right. a hard conversation you got to have as a man to say, like, I'm willing to take all of this on to myself, like, you know, but she still has to go through the right. sickness, the hurt, the pain. Like, you can mm. never take any of that away. And that's the reason why I feel like it's like, right. we really right. kind of at her at, at bay, at the women's bay when it comes to this. Right, yeah. right. Keenan? I see Keenan jumping like she double dutched. Right, right, right. She ready to jump in. <laughs> it's like, it's my turn. Hey, we want to thank y'all for the show today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nah, go ahead, Keenan. What you got for us? No, I, I'm I'm definitely in agreement because it's a twofold, right? Mm-hmm. A twofold. Seeing it um, in situations as far as a woman, uh, a man that don't want the baby. Like, I don't want you to have it. And so my thought is then you should have taken care of what you need to take care of in order to not go through the process. You should have been protected uh, and you cannot go off a woman's word to say, hey, I'm good. Same thing. I had conversations with my son. Stop believing everything a woman tell you. Strap your butt up, you know. And so the the other way is, again, having that hard conversation if you want to keep it and she doesn't. Um, it, it sometimes it's such a, a hard process for a woman to go through. Uh, at the end of the day, and, and then sometimes it's entrapment. So we can we can flip this so many ways when it comes to that. Some women do purposely, uh, you know, carry the uh, you have a rubber, they keep it, you know, what I'm saying, and, and, and impregnate themselves. So it's so many avenues to go through. So you have to make sure, as a man, to make sure you're covered in all aspects. Same way as a woman, you got to make sure you're covered in all aspects if you're not trying to have a baby, if you don't want to go through the process of carrying a baby or uh, uh, even aborting a baby. It's it's processes that we have to go through. And that's the same thing where it comes with having that conversation with your children, the the pros and the cons of making sure you you protect it in all aspects, in all ways. So. Yeah, I want to make sure, too, that we do hold women accountable and responsible because women be out here scheming, too, like. Yeah. And doing dirt. And right. um, I mean, I've known women, they 
pregnant, had a whole baby. They didn't even notify the father. I'm like, maybe he wanted to know. Maybe he wants to be in the child's life or raise. Like, I've seen that happen. Um, you know, it's it's bad kind of on both sides, like, right, with both sexes. But I do think that, um, I think that men who do want to be in their child's life and do want to keep the baby, they definitely have to say so and should speak up. But like you said, they are at the woman's mercy, and that's unfortunate. Um, but again, the conversation needs to happen in the bedroom, like <laughs> the conversation needs to happen. Like everybody yeah. knows, we know what the consequences are. We don't even talk about STDs and STIs anymore. Yeah. Crazy. What happened to that? that? Like, why don't we talk? Like, that's a very, there are people out here with herpes, like, yes. and you, that's just things you can't get rid of. Like it's right. weight, you know, um, yeah. contraception. Messed up the whole HIV conversation. We don't even talk yeah, about it. Yeah, like, yeah, Look normalize magic, cool. talking about STDs and STIs, because that's still a thing. Like, it's still out yeah. here, um, yeah. too. Yeah. I, but I do, I loathe men who don't take care of the kids, especially you, you ready to go in the bedroom every time, but you're not ready to take care and raise your kids? No. they. I do think they need to be penalized. I do think the men do, who have not paid child support and that are penalized for that, I think that was one of the best things ever. And it's sad that, like, you the gotta legal go system got to remind you that like nobody should have to remind you to take care of your child because that's right. that's you, your DNA. That child is yours. Right. And for me, I think it's just detrimental like for the next generation. For That's your seed. Right. Uh, right. One of my favorite rap lines. Shout out to King Lowe's. He has this song called Little Black Boy. I love that song. I, I put it on repeat. He says, how could you? He said, how dare you? Or how could you plant seeds and not return for harvest? Mm. Come on, man. Cold, how could you do that? It just, it yeah. breaks my heart because the child suffers. Yeah. You know, yeah. the child suffers. So Yeah. Yeah. So we got a special song that, uh, Aisha, tell us about this song you're about to uh, uh, drop on us. I mean, folks have heard it before, but tell us a little bit about it. Um, I grew up in the church in the hood. I would not trade that upbringing for nothing because I wasn't blind to either reality, right? That, that, you know, uh, the religious aspect, the spiritual aspect in the street is what the hood is and, and what happens there. This song, While You Were Sleeping, is about Black death, but, but a longing to see a revival too. And um, in the video, it starts off by saying, uh, the church has many needs, right? Like, but the church cannot become a... a uh, absent-minded when it comes to the needs of the outside world, the world around them. And when you look at a lot of churches, especially in Chicago, you can count all the churches in the hood. It's church on every corner. And you look at the, t- the, the, the deteriorating neighborhood. And that quote says, basically, when the church forgets about the needs of the surrounding world, the culture around them, the local church dies. Right. So basically, it's futile for the church to just do all these things and not do ministry to the outside world because the, you know and i know several churches that are dying because they they aren't doing the work how do we be the hands and feet of christ you know um to support and to provide resources so that's what this song is about what's while the song called what's the song called it's called while you were sleeping so it's while like the street were... the streets are sleeping in terms of man all this this all this gang gang you know, mm-hmm. so many people getting murdered. There's that there, there doesn't seem to be a valuing of life, but also the church was supposed to be the fragrance and aroma of Christ. Are we spreading that mm. aroma of Christ to let people know you are valuable? You're made in the image of God. You have worth no matter if you were born in poverty, no matter right. what your situation, if you have drug addicted parents, if you've been abused, God cares about you yes. and what you do with your life. Right. Man. You're here. You have God's breath in your lungs. Right. So that's what this song is about. Essentially, it's Check wake out. up streets and wake up church. Check out why you were sleeping. Aisha Marie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, 
beforehand a little bit about that song how does that song in light of our talking about you know roe v wade pro-choice pro-life relate now like how will you see that song relating some of the some of the bars you said in there uh to wake the church up wake the streets up um for me as a as a christian by nature i'm very restorative right when i see these issues abortion and all this, i'm like how can we, how can we fix it and then how can i fix it just on a local level right um what can i do i i haven't uh made grand announcements or publicized the things that i've done for single moms and their children because i don't think it's next like i i do it unto the lord right and i do it because i care about them i've bought groceries for moms drop them off giving them baby clothes, old st- stuff I didn't need. You know, there's a lot that, that I've done and I know there's a lot that other people do. I think it's related because in Chicago, I mean, Chicago is like a byword for <laughs> for gun violence. Look at the media. They, <laughs> what about Chicago? And it's like, first of all, like we've been marching for life. Black yeah. people in, in our communities. I knew about ceasefire when I was a kid. Right. Mm-hmm. All these marches, we've been marching for life. And and I do care about life from womb to tomb. So the song is relevant because it's telling the church to wake up. There are needs around you. If you don't get out and pound the pavement and talk to people and get in their lives, you won't know the needs. 
you won't even care. And it's like, you might as well not even be there, church, if you aren't going to step up and be the hands and the feet of Christ. Uh, one of the most disappointing stories, one of my friends, she she actually kept her baby, Debbie, dad. She goes to the mom of, of, of her uh, child's father. And the mom says, oh, girl, he's no good. Get rid of that baby. Do you need help with the abortion? I'll pay for it. I thought that was so sad. And I was like, I wish that conversation could have been the opposite to say, if you have this baby, I'll be here for you. What do you need? Mm. How can I help? Now, that woman, you know, you know, she was an unbeliever. And even sometimes believers can be blind when we're just caught up in our own church stuff. But it's just like, man, what would happen if we step up and say, how can we help? How can we be mm. there? I'll be there for you. I'll make the time. Do we make yeah. the time? Yeah. So what would anybody say today uh, for folks who are believers thinking through um ways that they could find support, ways in which they should, you know, even even <clears throat> opposed to their uh, uh, view. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they're maybe, you know, um, pro-life and the situation is is happening where somebody wants to, you know, have an abortion. What, what would you say, or somebody's pro-choice and somebody's, you know, um, you know, feeling a way to keep the child back and forth. I mean, what what would you say as a follower that you you would want to encourage, walk alongside? How do we, how does that happen? Like, how does, how does that happen? Anybody have... Uh, a thought or two around that in, in light of it being like a, um, a challenge to one's theology or a challenge to one's community, but yet it's right before the Lord. What would, what would be some insight that you would encourage anybody to say? Uh, For me, I think the first thing is to just be a listening ear. You need to be able to listen to the person first before even throwing out your opinion and your thoughts, hearing them out um, and being able to ask God for wise counsel Lord, give me wisdom to give them the right words to say, because we can't operate our own selves. We have to really use the words of God in order to speak to that individual lives. And so when we take ourselves out of it, I guarantee you when we put God in it, uh, it's a, it, it becomes a world of a difference and they can feel the heart of God. Mm. Mm. That's a good word. That's a good word. Uh, I'll be quick because I definitely want the ladies to spend more time answering that. But mine is just like, and I've been saying it the whole time. As a Christian, make sure people understand that your stance is nuanced, right? Like you can say you're pro-life, but it doesn't mean what the politicians say, right? Be yeah, able to right. say like, no, but I also believe this and I don't believe that laws should be made and da 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 right? Like we've got to stop allowing other people to speak for us because that to me is the biggest problem, like that they've given us two camps to settle ourselves into and now we arguing with each other from two camps that we didn't even create. So I would just say, as far as that is concerned, and then always, I'm just going to always holler grace, like love, walk, listen, as Kina said, um, and recognize that there's more to this, to every story than we could probably understand when we just meet somebody who's trying to uh, make a decision around uh, whether to keep their child or not. Yeah. Yeah. Asia. Uh, my comments would be, regardless of what side you're on, pro-life or pro-choice, how are you caring for mothers and their children? Right. Um especially in your family, on your block, in your neighborhood, right? If you have a cousin who's drug addicted, are you making sure her kids are eating? Um, are you paying right. for counseling sessions, offering to pay for counseling sessions? How are you stepping up to provide people with resources that they need so that they can thrive? Man, this has been a great show. We got more to go with this ongoing topic of band questions right here at Church on the Block. Real talk about hip hop, the church, and the streets. I want to drop this on you real quick in our section called Bars. Time to drop bars. Young man had just gotten this Volvo that he loved and he drove it 
all over the place, brand new. One day he was driving on the highway and somebody clipped him and the car flipped over and it ended up in a ditch and it rolled over several different times, a horrible accident. He got out of it and was in such shock. He stood there saying, my Volvo, my Volvo, my Volvo, and, and, and just hollering. The ambulance came and said, sir, your left arm is missing. And he looked at his arm and he looked at the car and said, my Rolex, my Rolex, my Rolex. We live in a world that trips on trivia. And oftentimes we are left bleeding out in the midst of things that really matter. We need to focus on the human touch around all of these questions in order to, uh, for us to represent Christ in a righteous way. Pastor Phil, Church on the Block. Thank you for listening to Church on the Block, real talk about hip-hop, the church, and the streets. Back here next week, same time, same channel, Holy Culture Radio, Sirius XM Channel 154. Come with us. Tell them it's crazy in these streets. Tell them it's crazy in these streets. Tell them it's crazy in these streets.